2: yo what the heck is going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the kind of funny x cast your home for all things xbox here at kind of funny of course i'm one of your hosts Snowbike mike and today i'm joined by my best friend my dude my mentor my guy mr paris lily paris welcome in we're coming hot off of a live reaction to of course the xbox and bethesda developer direct and we're shooting this live right afterwards how you feeling
0: I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Um, I think this was a great kickoff to 2023 and what will be the insanity of all these games that we're about (laughs) to get. So so good. Feeling good. Good, Paris. That's well said, right? I think this is
2: a very good step forward after a very tough year of Xbox love on our side of where we were, where we stand. Heading into the new year, right? This is something that I think the team really nailed when we talk about the developer direct and what that is and what this could be for the future. And I want to talk about that with you on today's episode. But before we do all that, I want to say hello to all of our best friends watching and listening around the globe live here today, whether you're watching on youtube.com slash games or, of course, on twitch.tv slash games. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for live reacting to that show. And thank you for for hanging out with us during this podcast special where we'll record the show live. And what I want to say is, yo, Kind of Funny, best friends, if you're watching live, that gives you an opportunity to be part of the show. Don't forget, you can subscribe at the Tier 1 through 3 level or maybe for free with Prime Gaming. Remember, your support here at Kind of Funny helps keep the lights on, helps us keep doing awesome stuff. So if you want to subscribe over on Twitch, Please do so. If you're over on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button or maybe that like button. Those are totally free options. You can even now become a YouTube member and help support the team just like you do over on Twitch with those subscriptions. But like I'm saying, hey, it's an opportunity for you to get live and be a part of the show as me and Paris talk about the presentation and the showcase itself onto the games. We'd love to hear from all of you, so get wa- get rowdy in the chat. Let us know your thoughts, your feelings of the games we saw, and we'll call you out. We'll get you involved and have some fun with each and every one of them because we don't get to do live shows that often here at Kind of Funny. So let's take advantage of it, best friends. Now, with that, of course, I got to remind you, if you're new here or maybe you don't watch the X-Cast Weekly with me, Paris, and Gary, my two gaming dads, This is the Kind of Funny X-Cast. We post each and every Thursday, 6 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time for each and every one of you over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and, of course, on podcast services around the globe. If you're listening on a podcast service, hey, do me a favor. Give us a little rating. Give us a little five stars, two stars, whatever. Give us your feedback so we can continue to make the show something special. A great home for you to celebrate Xbox, your enthusiasm for gaming. And, of course, talk about the latest and greatest news that's coming your way if you're an Xbox fan or if you're a kind of funny best friend. Don't forget, we are now Epic Games Partners, which means you can help support the team in a brand new way if you're buying games off the Epic Games Store. If you're upgrading your look in Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys, or maybe buying a season pass for one of those games, don't forget to use our Epic Creator Code, kind of funny at checkout to help support the team in a brand new way. And talking about support, we always like to thank people who support us, whether you're watching live or maybe you're watching over on Patreon. Remember, we record all of our shows live to our Patreon supporters out there, so thank you if you support Out there on Patreon. And for this month, we'd like to thank our Patreon producers for the month of January. Delaney Twining for keeping the lights on. And, of course, being the show producer for all of our game's content. This week, The Kind of Funny X-Cast is brought to you by... Kind of Funny Patreon, where you can get exclusive shows like Kind of Feudy. Have you ever wanted to see Family Feud with all of your favorite Kind of Funny members, but a game swing on things where usually I win whenever I play? It's true, you do. check season one champion, please go check out our Kind of Funny Patreon, whether it be our Kind of Funny Prime or Kind of Funny Games. All of that content will be coming your way there. You have so much exclusive content you don't want to miss out on. And of course, you help support the team so we can do dope stuff. So please check that out. Out, but really quick for all you live chatters out there, pants. I just got to say it now. This my mu- this mouse is brand new, like yes. straight out of the box. Yes. And I see y'all getting wild. Mike is unhinged. Oh he's got god. a mic. He's got a mouse cord. What's wrong with him? This is literally out. Why this- is it a
1: seven foot it's, mouse cord though, Mike?
2: It's, it's out of the box. Okay, I just opened the box minutes before we went live. So give me a break, people. It won't be here next week. I promise.
0: I'm I'm just looking <laughs> at the chat and I'm dying laughing at all the comments about that freaking mouse cord. Oh my legend, god, people lose their minds legend. over my mouse cord. But I
2: love. It. But Paris, let's jump into it, because we just got done watching and live reacting to the first ever Xbox and Bethesda Developer Direct. Uh, We're going to talk about the games, because they promised us four, but they gave us five, which was a nice little twist. We'll go down and talk about the games more in depth, but your overall thoughts and feelings right now coming out of this Direct.
0: Yeah, my overall thoughts, and you know, I said this at the very end of the live stream, is, uh, you know... I feel good. I feel good about the format of what they did. Um, I I want to see them continue doing that. I I think that is very solid in the presentation that they did with the games that we saw. Um, I'm about 90% positive on this. I think Minecraft Legends, uh, I know we'll talk about this more in depth, but I think that showed extremely well. Um, I I thought ahead of time this would be a surprise hit, and nothing's changed my mind on that. Forza is going to be a visual showcase, as we all expected, and I know we'll talk about that more. Um, You know, Elder Scrolls Online, a.k.a. the divorce pack, uh, (laughs) has (laughs) me intrigued, but I'm not not so sure I need to be dipping my toe into that. Uh, And then Hi-Fi Rush, obviously the surprise out of that, the fifth game that, that we got. I mean looks looks fantastic and, and we're getting it today. I, I can't wait after this for it to come out and jump in and be able to play it. And then finally, redfall. um I think Arcane Austin is going to knock this out of the park. um I know again, we'll we'll get into this some more a little in depth as we go along, but my only nitpick about this okay. is, yes, we got release dates. fantastic, but we didn't for Forza.
2: Yeah, that that's was a weird move,
0: Yeah, that's my only nitpick out of that. And what does that ultimately mean? Is it still coming the first half of 2023, or is this delayed into later of the year? Hopefully, they'll clarify that in the coming days. So, so we'll, you know, again, I just want to set expectations. That was my biggest thing with the developer direct. Let me set expectations on when I can expect these games to come out. And now I still have a question mark with Forza. So that would be my only nitpick about it.
2: I like that, Paris. And to give some best friends a quick preview of your release schedule, right, of the dates that were given to us. Of course, Hi-Fi Rush coming from Tango Gameworks is out today. So if you're listening and watching to this later on after we record it live, guess what? It's available on Game Pass right now for PC and console. You can go play that. Then after that, moving into April, you'll have Minecraft Legends April 18th. 2023 keep an eye out for that one then we move into May 2nd for Redfall and RK Austin, or Arcane Austin and then ESO will have their big next update coming to you June 20th for the summer months but like you said Paris there's one missing there and that is Forza Motorsport which is probably the biggest and the baddest of this bunch each shine but Forza is that big technical darling that we're looking to push this next gen console into the future and really show off what it's capable of. And when it was dated and slated before it said spring 2023, very interesting that we do not see a date for that one coming out of this. When you talked about it last week on the show, let's get a lineup for these next six months. We have big games to talk about where are they at? Do you worry at all that maybe there's so much going on under the hood? That we could possibly be pushing this to later into the summer and beyond since it doesn't look like spring right now.
0: Right. And, let, and let's be crystal clear. If turn 10 needs more time to get this to be the, the vision that they want it to be, take the time that you need. Yeah, um, But yeah, just seeing coming 20, 20, coming 2023 versus spring 2023 does make me think this possibly slips into the summer. Um, which look ultimately okay fine because if the game needs time it needs time but a little surprising that you know this is what we got instead of a solid release date but oh. we'll obviously see you know what they'll what turn 10 has to say because i believe they have a stream tomorrow yes Um, talking more about fours and some more details on it so, so maybe they'll clarify you know at that time
2: i i agree with you paris and it is interesting of like that February-March window is left open, right? That would have been the perfect time to Mm -hmm. deliver Forza and really at least start rounding out this six months. We know we have games like Age of Empires coming. Of course, no Stalker 2, Wolong Fallen Dynasty, right? Like, we know these third-party partnerships that are coming to Game Pass in your console, but when you look at the first-party slate... You thought for sure, hey, let's line this up, right? Where are we at here? And so for me, Paris, I'm with you. I I gave it a three out of five on the kind of funny scale. That's a solid good, right? I'm right in between that three to four scale. I am very pleased with where we're at with what this Xbox and Bethesda Developer Direct was, right? No hosts. Let's go directly to the developers where they are. Let's let them talk about their games. Let's let them shine and showcase what's going to get you excited about that. And I think they nailed that, right? 43 minutes of content, easy to watch, fun to watch, but it's more for the hardcore of hardcore, right? If you're interested in the game is perfect for you. But if you're looking for the hot sizzle reels, this was not what this presentation was all about. And for me, I'm a little bit lower because of the games that we have to show, right? We constantly talk about Xbox, where the games where is that A quality presentation game that we're looking for, right? And when I looked at these four games heading into it, they don't have the the gusto, the big time game that I'm looking for because there's no Starfield, right? And so for me, I'm a little bit lower on this, but when we talk about the developer direct, I want to see more of these. That's what I'm looking at. I want more of this right there.
0: And, and I'm going to slightly disagree with you. I would put this out a four out of five for me because I think the more important thing is the games that they showed i want to play them (laughs) like i wanted to play every last one of the games that they showed um i think they presented very well um even a game that you know i've self-admitted i've never played and i've purposely stayed away from elder scrolls online even seeing some of that dlc that comes out i was like man do do i dip my toe in it do i risk having to go live with mike you know and play it (laughs) maybe but but I, i think redfall showed great I, I really do okay um, I'm, i i think from a co-op standpoint specifically that looks like a lot of fun to me the map size of redfall seems to be a lot bigger than i was anticipating um you know we got a little bit of a peek at how, how the loot system is going to work how the skill tree is going to work i'm very intrigued um i think the setting i think you know hunting vampires all of that really gravitated to me and like i said even during the live stream I know they said this isn't left for dead, but it felt a little left for dead to me, which is not a bad thing at all, but we'll obviously see how that plays out. As I predicted, Minecraft Legends (laughs) is going to be a surprise. Um, I instantly can see me and my kids in that PVP mode, defining our roles, one of them not listening, and we lose, and you know there's going to be a lot of trash talking and banter going back and forth in the Lily household. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. It looks like a lot of fun. I love it that. Really, Paris. really does. I love that the world is procedure. Proced- I can say it, right, procedural. Yeah, you know, it's obviously going to be generating. Uh-huh. So even every time you're going into play, you know, the landscape's going to be different. You're going to be able to try out different things as far as you know, at- attacks, defenses, all of that. I, I'm I'm in and again to me Forza just goes without saying I just look at what was it 500 cars over 800 um, different customizations that you're going to be able to do 20 tracks that they're putting in five brand new to the series um, visual showcase 4k 60 frames per second ray tracing on track y- you know all the tire the fuels the tuning everything that comes with a simulation when Forza is going to be there how can you not be excited to to play that if you're if you're into Racing Sims? It's going to be fantastic. That right?
2: I, I like yeah. that, Harris. Right. I'm really excited yeah. about that. And let's talk about the games. But before we go, I think CB Wheezy in the chat really said it best for me on my side. Right. Mm-hmm. Four out of five presentation, three out of five games, and I would even elevate that four out of five for what we knew coming in. I loved this presentation. I was very pleased with that presentation. It is the games for me, so I am pleased mm-hmm. with what we got. But like. Think of this next time when we do Starfield or we have the next big one when it's avowed and you're looking at perfect dark and you're looking at the next gears like these are going to be where I really want to shine and keep it going. So that's where I fall. But let's talk about the games because that is what makes up the developer direct. And so Paris, I'm going to let you choose. You're looking at the dartboard. What do you want to talk about first? Pick a game, Paris.
0: Well, I think since I was already yapping about a couple previously, let's go with Hi-Fi Rush. Okay, let's start let's, with Hi-Fi let, Rush. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's talk about that. Coming from Tango. Um, this was mostly a surprise <laughs> to everyone, uh, you know, coming out. Uh the fact that it's dropping today is is a great surprise that, yes. that we're getting. But seeing that rhythm-based gameplay, seeing the art style that that they're going, like like you said, it's a very jet set radio type of look. I I, I feel some synergy there with something like sunset overdrive. When, when I watch this in action, yes. I, I, I can, I can sense the artful escape as I'm watching this in action. Uh, what is it? Metal Irish screw up the name metal death, hell single uh, Hellsing.
2: metal health. Yeah, yes.
0: Yeah. Obviously you, you see all of that in this looks like a lot of damn fun to me. Oh, and then the one that I was saying, uh, during the, uh, live stream, definitely some Scott Pilgrim. Yes, vibes you did. In there you as did. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, This looks like a lot of damn fun, and it's available today. It's on Game Pass. (laughs) Why not? I can't wait to go play it.
2: Yeah, this is a really cool one, right? Because we were promised four games, right? And this is that fifth game that was a surprise. And, of course, if you keep tabs on all things Xbox, you might have heard the murmurs, the rumors, that there was going to be something else from Tango here. But if you didn't know, this is a pleasant surprise, right, Paris? Just like you talked about, this game catches your eye. This game does look fun to play. This game is out now. Like that is all the key pieces to get an excitement, a pop out of a presentation, especially one that's a different presentation than we're all used to, right? In the gaming world. And so I loved what we saw. This is so different from what Tango is known for, right? They talked about it. This isn't, um, what's that game called? I, I'm just blanking on it now. They're normal, scary game. Chat, help me out. You know what it is oh! Evil I'm Within. Up, Thank you, Chad. I got it. Know. Evil Within, it yeah, came yeah, yeah. to me. This isn't Evil Within 1 and 2, right? This isn't um the last game we just played Ghost over Wire. on PlayStation, Ghostwire Tokyo, right? Like, this is something totally different, and I like that we went a little bit different. I, I appreciate Tango for having all the scary, fun games that we want in the first-party lineup, but playing with something different, being a little bit fun and out there, I really like it. And yeah, you brought up the Sunset Overdrive vibes. When he pops out of that initially and you look at the world in front of them, man, oh man, it made me want to start grinding on electric phone rails all over the place. You know, I miss that. And so they also have licensed music, right? We talked about, we haven't talked Mm -hmm. about that. A big licensed music lineup there, nine inch nails, a couple other ones, Baird, I think you saw one that prodigy or something like that.
1: Yeah. Prodigy is just a group I have not thought of in maybe like a decade. (laughs) Uh, And they're, they're, they've been around since I think the eighties or something like that. So it was just, it was funny to to see that name pop up and yeah, similarly to metal hell singer that. Y'all were talking about. It's cool that they, you know, went the extra mile and got actual artists in uh, here. I I don't know. I doubt this is any original music and I don't think it is uh, unlike uh, metal hell singer, but still having, you know, tracks that, you know, uh, some people know and can latch onto and stuff. I think that's really cool.
2: Yeah. uh, This game looks fun, Paris. I'm excited to try it tonight. I'm sure. We will talk about it next week on the X cast. So that gives us some great content and uh, a perfect, perfect way to drop a game during your showcase. Any final thoughts on a hi-fi rush before we keep it moving? Uh,
0: no, other than to just say, like, I want to play it. Can't wait to try it out tonight. Yeah.
2: hundred percent Paris. And I think you said that so well at the beginning, right? This direct got me excited and got me wanting to play the games that we have coming up. Right. And this game definitely is out of my wheelhouse when it comes to, you know, Finding the beat and the rhythm based gameplay, but I'm all about a good attack dodge parry combo. And so I'm into this and I love the boss looks. They look very cool as well.
0: They do. I will be terrible at this game. If anyone has ever seen the video (laughs) with me and Major Nelson with Guitar Hero, you already know. I won't be good at this, but I'm looking forward to playing it.
2: Looking forward to it. Let's go on to the next one, Paris. I'll get to pick. And I know this is going to make you smile. Let's talk Minecraft Legends it yes. was kind of interesting here. Of course, they used the word action strategy game and we got to go in depth more with the PvP system. It's going to be 4v4, two teams colliding in a procedurally generated map, which is very, very cool. Every time you play, will be something new, something unique. Also, a little twist, there is environmental enemies, aka the piglets, out there. So it's PvP v E type situation, mm-hmm. but this gave me rts vibes right off the rip this gave me unit control resource management building your base you and the squad are working together to then go take out the opposite side but the cool twist that i like is unlike age of empires and warcraft that i used to grow up on and play this is all shared resources it looks like it's one base instead of hey paris you're lacking in gold hey mike why haven't you upgraded to tier four yet right like I like that it's a team as opposed to each individual contributing, you know, making up the team. I like this vibe a lot.
0: Yeah, same. Completely agree on that. And and I think that's going to be the unique twist on this. Because like you're saying, at its core, this is an RTS. But I think they're presenting this in a way where it's going to be very friendly to people that aren't normally into that type of genre. And again, it's Minecraft. And I keep going back to my kids because I think that's so important. I think this is the type of game that can get them into RTSs. So when we talk about an age of empires and things like that, then, oh, whoa, well, I already played Minecraft Legends. I'm having a lot of fun playing that. Maybe I'll go try the other one now, too. That's what I think. This will be a great gateway into that type of genre because I think they've done it in a very friendly way.
2: Yeah, we we've used the term babies first a couple of times, right? With strategy game or tactical strategy games like Mario and Rabbids. We've talked about it with Minecraft Dungeons getting in to Dungeon Crawlers, the hack and slash nature of Diablo type games. Again minecraft legends expanding the genre of minecraft which is a big deal when we talk about that they're letting people play in the sandbox and try new fun and inventive ways which i really really like and i love the idea like you brought up right hopefully your kids take away a great experience from this and maybe now they do want to play age of empires 4 maybe they do want to jump into age 2 that's coming to console later next week right like that's exciting to me
0: great segue on that i might as well show it off now So Xbox, like right before. Oh, look at that. They sent over a custom Age of Empires 2 controller. And uh, obviously it's coming to console next week. So I will be using this controller. There we go. To play Age of Empires 2 on the console. Oh, I'm sure he is. (laughs) Hey, you know what? You know what? You got the house of Prime Rib. I don't.
2: Oh, man. We do got it. But of course, like you brought up, right? It's like, this is a game that's also, once again, built up from the ground up for console and PC, right? When we watch them. During this developer direct, they were playing on PC. They were playing on controller via console, right? Like that is something very special, right? When we talk about these RTS games in nature have always been mouse and keyboards, knowing your micros, your macros, having all these quick setups, right? Now we see these teams diving in and saying, how can we bring this genre back to console? Because we've had some tastes, but it's not the home, right? And how do we make these games special for everyone to play? So I really like what we saw here when we talk about the game, uh, you know, didn't get to see campaign. It was all PvP. I know we've had some at Gamescom being shown, but still to me, I want to see more on campaign. I want to learn more about this. I I guess, plain simple, I want to play the game, Paris. You said it. Yeah. I want to play the game. That's all that
0: matters. A- and April, April 18th, correct?
2: Yes, April 18th, yes. right around the corner. So, yep. you know, you get hit with Hi-Fi Rush. You get Age of Empires, maybe some third-party partnerships until April, and then we're moving there. But yeah, that gap, once again, I, I talk about this gap, right? That's going to be two to three months. It's like, man, we, we're missing that fort, so that should have been right there, unfortunately. That's too bad.
0: By the way, I've, I've had two people from Bethesda DM me and going, you will play Elder Scrolls online.
2: Yeah, exactly. The chat was saying, you will play Elder Scrolls online. Paris, let's, let's roll into Elder Scrolls online then, right after a word from our sponsors.
1: Yo, what's up? I'm Blessing the host of Kinda Futy, the show where I ask members Kinda Funny to answer questions like, name a game where you can fight giant enemies. Name a type of animal you can play as in Diddy Kong Racing. Name a PlayStation character who you'd want on your pickup basketball team. <laughs> Name a game genre that Greg Miller refuses to play. Good Games is not on there, but it was written in quite a bit. And see how many audience members voted for that answer. And it usually makes them kind of mad. Red Faction is our 30-point answer. Whoa, yeah, baby! That is our fourth most popular answer. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Whoa. I'm still still waiting for us to be like, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, you guys are so bad at this game! Catch up on the latest episodes right now, exclusively on patreon.com slash kind of funny.
2: Welcome back, everybody. If you're watching live over on Twitch and on YouTube, hey, thanks for checking out a live episode recording of The Kind of Funny X-Cast, where myself and my two gaming dads, Paris, Lily, and Gary, way to talk all things Xbox. Of course, if you're watching live, don't forget you can subscribe at the Tier 1 through 3 level or for free with, of course, Prime Gaming over on Twitch. And you can also become a member over on YouTube. So help keep the lights on, help support the team in a brand new way if you'd like to do so. But Paris, you said... The team over at Bethesda, they reached out and they said, Paris, you're going to play Elder Scrolls Online. (laughs) Let's talk about jumping into that because now we have their next big update coming their way. ESO, Necrom, June 20th, 2023, adding a brand new class, which is something exciting to me because, as you know, Paris, I love a good MMO. I'm a World of Warcraft jabroni at heart, and I put a lot of time in the ESO when it first came out. Wild to see a brand new class, only the third class to be added here since launch. That is a really crazy one. So something to get excited about.
0: Oh, absolutely. And again, I mean, you know, obviously I'm joking calling it, you know, the the DLC, the divorce pack. But the fact that they're like watching that stream. And again, let me back up to just say. I have purposely stayed away from this game because I've seen how ambitious it is. And you mentioned, it's been around since 2014? Yes, that I true? believe so, yep. yeah. 2014, double check that, but so yeah. so when you think about that, think about they've had all this time, that's bad math, nine years now, to build up content, to get lessons learned from the community, you know, fix any issues, all these things. And then they're like, oh yeah, we got 20 DLC things that limited time, you got Game Pass and all that. Oh, you can just play all that stuff for free right now. Yeah. And then you're getting this expansion that's coming in June. It's like, I'm looking at all that and I'm like, my God, there's is, there is so many things that you potentially could do in that world right now. It's just sitting there waiting for you. The amount of hours that can be, I don't even say wasted, the amount of hours that can be invested yes. into Elder Scrolls Online is massive i'm legitimately afraid to play this game because the the feeling i have is i'll play it and i go and hey, it's kind of dope i kind of like it oh yeah really good and then i'm not playing anything else and that's all i ever play so look i i'm not the expert on this i i won't even pretend to be i'm looking at this from a, a novice point of view <laughs> excuse me but i mean it looks good it looks really good it looks like that 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 Skyrim online, so to speak, that yep. oblivion yep. online that you can just go get lost in for sure. So and and again, you know, shout out to Mav and people like that that I know play it and love it. I'm sure they're just jumping for joy right now. And I believe probably airing as, as we're doing this right now, they're doing an extended look at all that stuff right now too. So I'll definitely have to check that out after we're finished recording.
2: Yeah. I think that's a really special one about this, right? Is you have so many years of foundation laid for you. And I think a lot of people see that and they get worried, right? You see these MMOs that are so big and now have so much content. You go, where do I start? Can I, as a newbie really jump into this? But I think the special part about that is you got to flip the script. You got to look at it and go, Man, look at all the content that me and my friends will be able to get lost in. I think that's the special part about MMOs. When you jump in to a brand new MMO, it's going to be a little content light, right? Maybe you and your friends get through all of it and you go, what's next? Well, guess what? You don't have to wait for what's next because there's (laughs) so much to go do. And like you brought up, no subscription fee is a big deal, right? You can go anywhere on this map no matter what level you are. So you and your friends can go get lost together, whether they've been playing for nine years, or whether you've been playing for two decades or for two weeks, right? Like, that's really special. And then on top of that, you brought up all the previous DLC packs now available for free. That's a big deal, right? Like, that is always something when I look at The Sims 4, when I look at any of these MMOs, I go, man, I got to get all these DLC packs. That's going to cost me $200. I can never get that investment going. I would never do that. But here (laughs) it is. That's a big deal. Like, that is something special for players. And this is a game... That is a very fun MMO on console, right? It works very well on controller. I've played it numerous hours here. It has a very cool PvP that I enjoy with my friends. I'm telling you, this is a good game. And it's awesome to see them still supporting this, right? Like, I think there's that conversation of how long do you go for, right? As we start to near a decade, when do you start to sunset this, move on to your next project? Where are we going with this? And to see this team over at ZeniMax Online still doing it. Kudos to them. That's really, really dope. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And of course, continuing to expand this world that I love, which is Elder Scrolls, right? Like we're going to Eastern Morrowind, a never-before-seen area. Like that's dope. I love that. You brought up yeah. Skyrim, Oblivion, Morrowind, right? Like you get all these subtle hints at the big single-player games that you loved and grew up with. Now you get them in ESO with massive multiplayer online. You can share with your friends. You can go back and see that again. Super dope. Really love that. So Paris ESO, you got to play it. We'll put you up to it. I like that. (laughs) I'm sure me and the team at Bethesda will chat your ear off about that. Like we did with Elden Ring a long time ago.
0: I am. I am terrified and excited all at the same time.
2: (laughs) Paris. We have two more games to get through here. Again, the dartboard is up. Do you want to go with Forza? Do you want to go with Redfall? What's going to be our finale for this podcast? What do we want to talk about first though?
0: I think we got to end it with Redfall. So let's, let's do Forza.
2: Let's talk about Forza. So Forza, like I said, during the summertime, was slated for spring 2023. This is the only game out of our five that did not get a release date here. Just says 2023, which is very interesting. But Paris, you brought up some really fun stuff. This was one, when we talked about it last week, what did we want to learn from each and every one of these games from the developers? I said, talk nerdy to me. You're going to say a lot of things that are going to go over my head, but I want those people <laughs> who are so in-depth with all the hardware of these consoles and people who are really into racing. They'll sell me and get me excited on this, but here's some of the breakdowns that I got. 500 cars at launch, 800 available upgrades, 100 new cars to motorsports. Uh, you got Windows, Sonic, and Dolby Atmos. The sound is being elevated on that one. You have a regional track announcer system. 20 environments and five all-new locations, fully dynamic time of day and weather, 4K60 and Ray Tracing on track, which I'm sure we're going to put a pin in and talk about. And of course, for me, a big single-player guy when it comes to racing, car-building-focused single-player career, which sounds very cool. So, Paris, what are some of the big takeaways from you when you hear that?
0: For me, it's the last thing you said. Let's see what that single-player car-building mode what that journey is going to look like is this going to be able to and, and again speculation but i would love for that mode to be able to take a novice a car enthusiast novice from i don't know nothing to by the time that you get to end into the end of that you're fully tuning your cars you're understanding all the concepts that goes with that you know how to customize your car you're ready to jump into that online mode with your buddies and just now you want to collect everything in the game i hope it really holds your hand at the beginning and teaches you everything there is about car simulation about tuning like you know they've talked about the 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 way that the racetrack won't be any two races won't be the same due to the different ways that you know the day night cycle the weather system tire system fuel system like all these things that are going to come into play when you really get into the advanced stages of of Forza Motorsport i hope that's what that single player is all about is teaching you all of this mm. so that you understand it by the end so now you can jump into the, all the online stuff and the car clubs and modes and all that other other things that you'll do that that this simulation is going to provide so again it's it's turn 10 dude it's yeah. it's I, I i i have zero concerns about this as a game as the game being fun if you're into racing simulations, there's there's no concern here. I already know it's gonna be good. But to my point, I hope it takes that person that's on the fence or has no desire to jump into racing and it teaches them about what racing simulations are. Again, here's a great example. People that are playing Forza Horizon 5 right now, like again, Gary, like remember Gary's like, I'm not into this at all. I hope that single player take someone like Gary or just the person that's into the arcade racing things like a Forza Horizon yes. and teaches them what racing sim is all about. And now they can jump into that and have fun with that too. Yeah, that's me, Paris,
2: right? We talked about it last week. What did I want to learn from turn 10 in Forza Motorsport? And I said, mm-hmm. I want to know how you sell me a novice racing fan, someone yeah. who's not big into cars, sell me on the single player. Because of course, that's kind of funny. Best friends know I reviewed Gran Turismo 7 on the PlayStation side, for the first time here, kind of funny. As a beginner racing fan, and I fell in love with the car history, right? That was what brought me along on the single player side. Hey, we're gonna teach you all about these different brands, these manufacturers. We're gonna teach you why they're so just special in the racing world, right? And that was my question Mm -hmm. coming into this is, we go away from Horizon, which is so just welcoming to anyone, whether you're the biggest racer or not, right? Forza Horizon has found a niche of you can call upon anyone and they're going to have fun. Now we go to the track and being on the track is much different, right? It's not arcade. It's not bang into a bush going 100 miles an hour. It is hey, we're we're trading paint, we're bumping up against the wall and we're racing the same track over and over again. And for me it's like, mm, I'm like half in on that. They sold me because of that. But what like you brought up Paris I want to get in depth now. I want to become a gearhead and I want to know about this car detailing and customization because hopefully, like you said, by the end of my single player experience, now I want to go to multiplayer and I want to have the cars that I love, know the different upgrades I need to put on to get the best performance so then I can go kick my friend's butt over on multiplayer. So I really love the sound of this and uh, I'm interested and excited. I am surprised someone did bring up in the chat, didn't talk about the AIs. Right? Like, we didn't go in depth. And as you said, they're going to have another presentation. But, like, you know, you think of Forza, you think of your friends list ghosts, right? The AI ghosts that have always been there. I'm banging into Paris, laughing my butt off because he's not playing, but the AI is. Interesting, we didn't talk about the Drivatars. Thank you, OMGLX. The Drivatars here. Are you wowed by we didn't get too in depth, but we got a little in depth? What do you think on that?
0: Because the that's such a given at this point when it comes to the forza series in general not only motorsport but horizon i don't think you even need to waste time talking about that in this format again i'm sure they'll get into it more when they when they have their their live stream and obviously as it leads up to launch now i'm halfway looking at the chat here and i don't know if this is specific but I'm seeing someone say end of June per Jeff, and I'm assuming that's Jeff Keeley. So I don't know if they've elaborated more Whoa. while we're talking that potentially this is coming late June, and that's why they want to get specific on a date. Okay, but if that's the case, I'm good with that. that. I have no problem with that, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay, so yeah, Jeff Keeley, it's his uh, his official. Twitter
2: account says upcoming Xbox and Bethesda game releases today, Hi-Fi Rush, April 18th, Minecraft Legends, May 2nd, Redfall, June 20th, uh, The Elder Scrolls Online, Necrom, and then before end of June, Forza Motorsports. Now, I don't know if that means June in the month or, hey, before end of our six months are done, Sports and motorsports. That, I, I want to take it like that, Paris. Are you taking it? It's the month of June? What do you take it like?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, and, and again, we're completely speculating here. We obviously don't know anything. Just maybe they played it safe saying coming 2023 because they, they don't know where to lock it down just yeah, yet for yeah. a date. So they're basically saying, worst case scenario, we'll get this to you by the end of June, which to me says this is probably a Mayish obviously, June type of game. I wouldn't expect it any time before that.
2: Okay. We have a Super Chat coming in from the YouTube. Of course, you could possibly be watching this special episode live right now on Twitch and on YouTube. Emmanuel Perez writes in with a $5 Super Chat and says, It's really disappointing. Forza doesn't have a date. Forza seven servers have been disabled for a long time. Me and my friends have been waiting for Forza. Paris, when we come out of this, right, and we talk about our feelings on all this, is it a big disappointment to not have a date for Forza here when you've gotten four games slated and dated, one even coming today? Is Forza the big make or break for a lot of Xbox fans not it's having not a date It's not make on or this? break.
0: I, I think of the five games that they showed, the most important one to put a date on was Redfall. Whoa, okay. So, okay. so the fact that they were able to do that, I think, is okay. And then obviously, we're as we're learning here in real time, um, with end of June, that's fine because all they've ever promised is June for all of these games. So if they're able to still deliver the game in that month, I don't think there's anything really to be disappointed about. It was okay. just very obviously it was slightly disappointing and surprising to see coming 2023, but now we know, Hey, all right, it looks like we'll, we'll definitely get it by the end of June. So that's okay.
2: Interesting. Yeah. For me, the biggest game out of this was Forza for me that I think that was the flagship title that I wanted to see. Cause you talked about it, right? We're showing you why this next generation console is the must-own. We're showing you what it's capable of, what the possibility is when we build a game from the ground up dedicated to this hardware. That's what I wanted to see. But yes, of course, let's segue into it. Let's talk about Redfall because that was another one, a big circle that I put on my list last week of show, don't tell. Show me why I should care about this game right now because we have been all over the board with Redfall. Left over here with it's Left for Dead. Right over there, it's Borderlands. No, in the middle, it's Far Cry 2 meets a Borderlands. We don't know. And I think we needed this team to come out and show us what this is and why we should care, right? And so, of course, we know the pedigree of Arcane. We know what they're capable of. We know the gameplay style. We've heard about the map and what they're going to do detail-wise and how they're going to make it fun and unique. Did you get what you wanted out of this, Paris, when we looked at this Developer Direct,
0: I got ninety five percent of what I wanted out of this. Okay, okay. Um, I, I, we, we got a good look at what gameplay is, is going to be. We got a, a sneak peek kind of at the loot system. We're, we're seeing that there's going to be under bosses. Basically, the vampire gods it sounds like are going to be your big bosses in this. um The open world looks bigger than I expected. There's obviously an underground section to this as well. It looks like we're gonna have like this home base where we're gonna be able to be sent out on missions to go do various things. Um, I'm, I'm curious, obviously there's gonna be collectibles throughout the world, it looks like, for customizing weapons, things like that. So I'm, I'm good with that too. Um, if, again, I would say 95% because that 5% is, while they talked about single player and co-op, I still wanna understand how the progression and i sound like yeah, a broken record this yeah. i want to understand how the co-op progression works especially when i see that skill tree so again that that skill tree looks robust that looks dope to me all right i'm in a co-op match upgrading my skills doing stuff is that same character with that skill tree progression that i've had is that now going to translate into my single player game or into another co-op mission how does that work Totally pairs. Yeah. And maybe and maybe and maybe I'm wrong and I ain't reading enough and cause people get mad at me when I talk about this online, but <laughs> I still don't know personally. And I would love a little more clarification on that. That yeah. would probably be my, my nitpick coming out of that.
2: And I see null in the chat, and I, I've taken it the same way as them. It was character progression, traits and weapons would carry over your story progression. Would not, right? And I think that's the big hang-up we had, especially talking last week. What do we want to learn from this team and this game, right? And a lot of it was, what is the co-op progression? Show me, right? Show me mm-hmm. how this works. And they did not show me that at all, Paris. I don't really think we saw that much multiplayer to begin with. It should, felt like a lot of single-player gameplay. No HUD, mind you, as well. Like, when we start talking about game details, there's a lot of question marks, like, what was going on here? But didn't see much multiplayers I wanted where it's like hey I just invited Rudy over there this is what it looks like when Rudy comes and joins your world it was much more hey we're just playing the game and you can pick it apart as you see I I thought there was going to be a lot more hand-holding on this side from this team than what we got which surprises me the most
0: yeah completely agree on that um you know, I alluded to this before. My only thing, you know, I said it during during the live stream was, I know they're saying this is more Far Cry 2 and less Left for Dead, but I definitely got Left for Dead vibes just watching it. And again, I don't think that's a bad thing, but maybe we just need to get actual hands on it, start going through various missions, exploring their open world, things like that. And maybe that's, it's probably the open world that separates it from Left for Dead, where we're going to basically be able to go, go anywhere we want at any time and do whatever we want. Agreed. I, so, so maybe that's it. Obviously we know more information is going to be coming on that, but I, I'm in. You yeah. Sign me up. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I want to play. Now I will say this. I for sure want to play co-op. I don't necessarily know if I want to play single player. Mm.
2: See with all Coming the pro, co-op progression mumbo jumbo I now want to just play single player and just play it and get it over with. This did you this don't, did you not sell the me. The
1: Elden Ring thing uh that you and Andy do where you I, go into one person's world and then you drop out and then you go into the other person's oh, world.
2: This did not sell me and I said it last week. I said you got to sell me on this. This did not sell me on, "Hey Mike, you got to play this whole experience multiplayer. It's going to be the fun time doing that." This this experience right here said I'm going to play this single player. I'm going to play it and enjoy it and get it out. And that's going to be about it. I'm not calling up any of my friends for this, which is unfortunate because I wanted to play an arcane game where we can use our different abilities in unison. Just like all the other dope arcane games that you've played from Dishonored and beyond of use these cool gameplay mechanics, break the video game, make it the way you want. That's what arcane is known for. And it didn't scream to me. Oh, you got to play that with a buddy. None of that did right there, which is unfortunate because I wanted it to
0: it it didn't scream. I have to play with a buddy, but the fact that we can have v- different characters with different skill sets, I want to play with a buddy because like, what kind of cool shit can we pull off yeah. together doing this? Right. You know, that that's how I'm looking at it more of going into various Cause again, it's an arcane game. It's a, you know, dishonor pray. You can tackle these scenarios probably a dozen different ways. And that's going to be the fun part of doing that, doing it with, with three of my friends. Right. Yep. Yep. So Yeah. Of course, you're going to play it solo. You can do all that. That's going to be fine, I'm sure. And it'll be an enjoyable experience. But it's probably going to be way... way and again, this is where the Left for Dead vibes come in. That Friday night with three of your buddies playing Redfall, running around the open world, just, just goofing off doing stuff. Yes. I think that's going to be the, the hook of this game that's going to have people coming back wanting to play it more and more. But we'll obviously see. Once Agreed. we get closer to, uh, what is it, May May 2nd? May 2nd, yeah. which is a, a nice cannons, uh Infinity
1: Cannons, uh, uh, points out in the chat, comes out 10 days before Zelda. So maybe after that 10 days, it might be hard for uh, to find people to play with, you know? Well,
2: we will find out. Of course, it is, thankfully, well, an Xbox title well, there. We uh, need well, some, is yeah, right.
0: Well, maybe playing on that, what is it, freaking? Ancient how hardware. It? Yeah, hardware. Ancient hardware. Be running at 20 frames per second. Doesn't I'm matter. Still don't, get be be started, I don't, don't get me
2: started, pairs Don't get me started. I hate that. My, I hate, I hate that.
1: Don't, doesn't matter. It's still going to be a banger of a game. Gosh.
2: Playing at you know 15 I'm, frames per second, 360i. What a jabroni. You know why I'm hating
0: on Zelda? Because because Janet took it with the first pick. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't got it. I that's why we're hating it. right now.
2: Okay, that's why we're hating. All right, let's keep it going, though. Uh, the world did look good, right? Like, that's something they've really talked about, right? This is their biggest world yet, it is their most dense. They're going to put a lot of detail, environmental storytelling into this, which I'm very excited about, right? Like, I love the world that we've seen from Redfall, Massachusetts, right? It looks very cool. This yeah. island that they've created, this underground world that you got going on as well. I'm into that. I, I really like this and the idea of no vehicles, right? Like this is going to be big because you got to go by foot on all of this. That is a very exciting thing for me. Of course, we got to see some of the baddies, right? We've we've shown the blood bags, right? We've seen a couple baddies, but this time mm-hmm. we know that the vampire gods will summon the rook, which looks like a giant bullet sponge, but that will be a fun giant enemy running after you, to be honest with you, Paris, and that's exciting. Yeah. We saw some kind of like, you know, vampire gods, you know, aka raid bosses, whatever you want to call it. big old baddies swinging around at the bottom at the end. That looks kind of cool. So the the vampire world looks fun. I'm ex- interested in that. The cultists will be your generic human baddies, whatever. They got a gun. I'm going to shoot them. But I like this world that they're building. I like this. I like this.
1: See that's, yeah, I, that- I do, too. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, that's the thing that made me concerned of looking at the the vampire gods or whatever, where, you know, uh, I, I think if you give a genre to Arcane, they can put their own twist on it to make it interesting. But yeah, I got very much raid boss vibe from that and uh, some of the other open world stuff that they were showing off uh, and hinting at. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what Arcane can do here to make this act as engaging as their other games. Be ex- ex- exciting to, to see. Off,
0: no, don't oh, worry, no, Harris. No, no, what do you? No, I think no, no. I think I think Baron nailed what he said. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have much to add to that. Other other than to just say that I mean, I, I want to play it. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's really it's that simple. I want to play it. So looking forward to it.
2: Let's talk before we leave Redfall. I do want to talk about the looting, right? I want to talk about the weapons and the looting because they did show off a number of weapons, right? Your normal military. AKs, your M4s, whatever, and then there was, of course, the cool Vampire Hunter UV light type weaponry, right? And then they also put a big spotlight on hey, of course, melee combat's gonna be big, we have these big old blades that you're gonna put in front of your gun, and they're gonna be kind of customizable and cute colors and all that jazz. What did you think of the weapons? And then on the looting side, we didn't get to see a lot of it, right? Like I said (laughs) they didn't bring up a HUD, they didn't bring up a menu system, they showed us the skill tree, but they didn't say... Hey, here's your three guns, and you got an inventory of 12 guns like a Borderlands, and you kind of look at that and choose which one. It was more like walk up to a bag, there's going to be a weapon detail on it, and they quickly grabbed it and walked away. But we didn't see much else from the looting system that I was expecting, pairs
0: Right, like that's what I was alluding to before. We only got a sneak peek of that. I would imagine they'll deep dive into that more as we get closer to launch. <laughs> Excuse me. But it was interesting with the UI, you know, we talked about it during the stream of the lack of, is that for presentation purposes of this being a developer direct, what is the UI going to look like in game, or is there going to be an option to toggle it on and off, right, that that could be that could be there as well. So, you know, still a few questions like that, you know, that still need to be had, um, as we get into it, as far as just the weapons that we saw, I mean, they look good, it looks solid. What we saw, um, I I will begin going back to the loot system. I I am curious how that how that works out throughout the game as far as picking up various weapons. Are there going to be some of these bosses that we'll encounter? Are they going to be dropping specific weapons? Are there going to be certain enemies that we have to go seek out, you know, to, to get certain weapons? Are there going to be random rolls on these weapons? Things like that that, you know, we still need answers on.
2: Exactly. Are there stash houses within the Mm -hmm. big safe houses where I stash special weapons that I never want to get rid of? Is there an inventory system where I'm holding on to 20 guns and switching on the fly? Like these are questions that were not answered to me during that developer direct that I didn't get to see on display where I wanted to see it the most right Right. there. But uh, Paris, as we wrap this up, I do have a big Game Pass update that I'm going to share with you and all of our best friends right after Barrett ask us a couple of questions. Of course, don't forget Barrett Courtney, our show director and producer for all things, mm-hmm. kind of funny games is always running the ones and twos behind the scenes, giving you the hot headlines. And of course, asking the questions that need to be asked. Well, so Barrett, I'll open always, it up to you
1: always. Cause I didn't get uh, invited to, to steak dinner that one night, but it's oh, was- man. It's so good. <laughs> um, so after this, you know, uh, we're on the other side of the developer direct, uh, finally. You know, it feels like it's been a long time, even though I know it hasn't with anticipation of, like, what this thing looks like. All of this stuff we've been talking about, you know, we we know the four games, quote-unquote, uh, uh, that they're showing off. We know that they're, you know, they're going to do their own Starfield kind of uh, event and things of that nature. And one of the conversations we had, uh, I think a week or two ago, is... Are you more concerned for Starfield if we don't get a date for that Starfield event at the end of this? We did not. And I forget what you answered then, Mike. Um, but I'm just wondering, how do it, what's the vibe on, on Starfield and the feeling of we don't have a date for this uh, Starfield event? You know, last thing we really heard of it as an update was last year where they said, uh, you know, at that Xbox conference, every game showcase here is going to be out within the next 12 months. I feel like that's way less likely for Starfield now. Uh, So I I just wanted to throw that out there of how y'all feel about that uh, now that we're on the other side.
2: Paris, I'll jump off to begin with. I'm still sticking firm with I believe Starfield is holiday season November. Right. For me, I looked at that as give the team a full year. Let's really cook this up. Let's be back. During the holiday season with a big Xbox exclusive, I know they said the 12-year marker, especially in the first six months. But without a date, without them being here at the Developer Direct, I look at this as I think Paris had a great one last week. Hey, let's do this on May 5th, Paris, for International right, Space right. Day. Space Day for and, Space uh, Day. And uh-huh. for Space Day, let's show it off then. And then let's say, hey, you can see it in November, right? Like for me, I'm sticking with November, but. Paris, I could be wrong. I I am going to go with November. Do you think it's this first 6 months?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going to actually disagree with you on that okay. one. I don't think I don't think it's that that far out. I think if it was, you get out in front of that now and you let everybody know, yeah, we we think this will be a holiday 2023 game yeah. now. So you rip that band-aid off now, get the disappointment out of the way now instead of doing that cuz again, let's let's pretend that they do do it on May 5th to have that Starfield event. So you show off Starfield in May, everyone's loving it. And then at the very end, you go holiday 2023. People are going to be upset they Are they yep. would be upset at that point. Go, wow. Why didn't you tell us this uh, ahead of time? Why are you waiting until halfway through the year to tell us now we're not going to get it for another six months? Right. So I would imagine it's still coming. Maybe maybe look. It very well could slip out of the June thing. But I would think, worst case, it's a summer release at this point. Because if not, talk about it. Get out in front of it. But to, to answer Barrett, Barrett's question, um, no. I think the fact that they said that there was going to be a standalone event for Starfield, I didn't need them to date said event in this event. This event should be about the games that are in this event, not something else. They can put a date on that later on but they gave us the heads up to not expect starfield here so no, there, I, I didn't have any disappointment that we didn't get a date.
1: And okay. uh, I, I forgot that you predicted the the May 5th event. I feel like that's way less likely now because now that is three days after Redfall comes out. Right. So I think that's right. like I think a lot of it's a, weird, yeah. a weird kind of like marketing move to like, let's do this mass uh, kind of uh, marketing. It would take point. away. Yeah. yeah, it would take away from Redfall and like it, and it's like essentially like a release weekend or whatever. Right. And so, I, I, yeah, I, I imagine Yeah, I could see it being that we get that Starfield event maybe earlier than that, maybe April or something like that. And we could see it uh, later in the summer um, or or maybe later in May or something like that. And as as
0: it stands right now, as it stands right now, from what we know out of this event, there's a two month gap before we get anything. February and March are wide open. Mm -hmm. So you want to fill the gap and kind of keep the momentum going. I would stick it in. I would stick it in one of those two months. Right. Yeah, agreed.
2: Agreed. I think uh, in the chat right now, Bander SN writes, I think Starfield event is next month. There you go, Paris, like you said, end of February. Let's put this date out there for a big event. And then March, you put the game out there. Let's go for it. Would be massive to start off the year on the Xbox side, because we just had a really rough one in 2022. And they got to pick back up the slack in 2023, yeah, and that's
1: a perfect jumping off point for my second and final question before we uh wrap things up here and you talk about the game pass updates today mike simple question is this a good first half of 2023 for xbox good or great
2: good it's, is okay. the answer it is not a great start we have some really cool games coming your way but it is not the caliber at what i think xbox fans expect right we've been very lucky to have some great third-party partnerships and awesome games coming your way with of course you bring up woe long you bring up stalker you bring up atomic heart these are great games these are good games right i look at the first party lineup minecraft legends redfall forza motorsport elder scrolls online this hi-fi rush game but this to me is not xbox firing on all cylinders Xbox firing at all cylinders will be great, right? That's where I want us to be. The big AAA titles that we know and deserve. The next Gears game, Starfield, Perfect Dark, right? What is coming from Compulsion Games? I'm looking at the big projects that we're looking for. I think the start of this is a good start to the year, and that could lead us to the end of the year saying, this was a great year for Xbox. They found their footing again. But right now, this isn't me screaming from the rooftop we're great right now. No, we're far from great. We're good right now and there's still room for improvements.
0: Yeah, I would add on to that. This is good. Um, I, I would not go as far as this to say great, but it is good. This is a good kickoff to 2023, to what Xbox assumingly will have throughout the rest of this calendar year. It was good. It was solid. It I mean, it got us talking, it got us excited to start talking about games coming from Xbox Game Studios. We now have dates on yeah. things. The gameplay from everything I saw today looked good to me. Everything I saw today, I want to play. And that's that's what you want. As a gamer, you wanna come out of these things more excited than you were coming in. And, and I am, I'm definitely more excited. Looking at the lineup of what we saw of these five games, I want to play them all. I'm literally going to download um, High five rush <laughs> when we get off of here because now it's available. Um, that's the point. So now we got dates, sure. Do I wish they were a little sooner in the year? Of course, I do, but at least now I know Minecraft is coming in April, I know Redfall is coming in May. We're getting Forza at least by the end of June. Now I know, you know, hey, look, Elder Scrolls Online, I can't, what I'm just, I, I can't do it. I'm can't do it. He's afraid, but, he, he'll do it. <laughs> I'm afraid, yeah, we will see. I'll tip my toe in. But the fact that we got dates on all this stuff is is good. So, yeah, I mean, this is a solid start. Like I said, I like the format. Continue to do that throughout the year when you want to spotlight a game or two, right? You can, have, again, they're doing a standalone Starfield event as an example. You can do that with some of their other games throughout the year. You keep the big E3s, the, host, the whole sizzle, everything with that. Yeah. But this type of event sprinkled throughout the year works for me and it keeps the community engaged and it keeps the communication lines open about what xbox is doing so yeah, 100 percent
2: yeah that's how we should end this episode is let's talk about the presentation let's do that again right you nailed yes. it you figured it out this was fun this is the right way to showcase some games With the developers, right? This is a great add-on to our entertainment and communication slate with what we've had from E3 and Gamescom and more, right? As we start to bolster up the Xbox communication, right? Let's continue this. I like this. Paris likes this. We all liked that. Let's do that again for other games. Let's have some fun. Here's a quick Game Pass update for you as we near the end of the month. Uh, So, coming out for you right here, right now. Paris, I'm excited about this one. This Friday... January 27th, GoldenEye 007 coming yep. to cloud and console. Very excited to go back to the old school. 25 years Paris is what I added up since this game's launch over on the N64. That's a special one right there. Can't wait to play. Will Stand, Perfect Dark is better. But for all you old heads out there, GoldenEye is still a great game. Still a great game. Uh, keeping it going, you have RoboQuest coming to game preview on console January 30th. Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition coming to cloud and console January 31st. Paris has already got a controller. I'm ready to boot this up and play. I can't wait to talk about it when this finally comes out because I'm very excited about a game that I know and love. Uh, Barrett, if you can do me one favor, bring this next game up because this is the game that I want best friends to see. We just came hot off, of course, Pentiment, a different art style, a cool game from Obsidian. This ink... Inculat, oh man, I had it at a moment. Inculentini, nope, oh, I had it for a second. Inculinati, thank you. I was gonna say I had it. Thank you for that one. Our cloud- game preview: Cloud console and PC coming January thirty first. This another one. This one's caught my eye, Paris. I really like this vibe ever since Pentamint. I'm going to try this out. I'm going to try this but like out. But, like, nice. if
1: let's say if you play this and you're like, oh, my God, this is a great game, possibly game of the year. Will you actually vote for it in the game of the year? Uh, I will. Um, s- because I, I, I just want to, you know, make sure before I play it over my winter break mm-hmm. and then I fall in love with it and yes. then I'm the only one who votes for it and it's heartbroken. You know, uh, no, no specific uh, kind of reference there, but, you know, just, just wondering, Mike.
2: Kind of funny, best friends. <laughs> this looks like a very fun time right here. Um, check it out. Look it up. Coming up next on January 31st, you have JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R coming to Cloud Console and PC. If you're an anime fan and you like fighting games, JoJo's got your back. Coming February 2nd, Darkest Dungeon is coming to Cloud Console and PC. February 2nd, again, Grid Legends coming to Cloud thanks to EA Play. Don't forget about that awesome partnership with EA Play. We talk about it all the time. Paris... Get your 10-hour free trial of all of your favorite EA sports titles because, gosh darn it, that's a great deal in gaming with Game Pass. Coming February 7th, Hot Wheels Unleashed Game of the Year Edition Cloud Console and PC. This is another very fun game. If you like Forza Horizon, if you play the DLC with Hot Wheels, you want more Hot Wheels fun, go check this out. There's a full track builder as well, which is wicked dope. The community has created some dope tracks you can make some really fun tracks and that ladies and gentlemen is your wrap up for game pass coming to you for the end of the month and the beginning of february Paris, we've had a fun day live on twitch and on youtube of course if you've been watching live with us thank you all so much for hanging out and enjoying the first ever xbox and bethesda developer direct hopefully you enjoyed that presentation you took a lot out of it with those five games that were announced slated and dated except for one of but we'll learn more about that one. And of course, if you're watching on VOD or listening to your favorite podcast service, thank you so much for hanging out with myself and Paris on another episode of the kind of funny X cast Paris. It's time to say goodbye. You get the final word of the day. What do you want to tell everybody before we go?
0: I want to say we are now in 2023. Let's go play some games. Let's have fun. Mm -hmm. I love that Paris games are on the way. Let's go
2: play them and go play some golden eye. We'll talk about it next week. Bye, everybody.